Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks Monday YouTube live stream. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, joined here by Nate. Nate, hey, back in Eau Claire. I am back in Eau Claire. Feels good to be home. Got Feels your good to going. live in the place I rent, but haven't lived. <laughs> that must have been a weird month and a half, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I've, I think I've lived in, I've rented this place for three months, and I think I've lived in, in it for three weeks. That is not, not a good rate when you're paying for it. <laughs> nope. All right. Um, but hey, first off, some exciting things coming from Slab Sucks, Nate's, and I'm very excited about it. He's very excited about it's true. So be on the lookout for that in probably the next like four to five days and next week. And keep your ears peeled. Keep your ears peeled. Uh Nate, make a make a call right now. Is it as big as overtime Sam's announcement? Are you gonna are you gonna break the news here that you're breaking news this week? I will I will break the news that I am going to break news <laughs> later this week, and it will not be nearly as exciting as Overtime Sam's ex- announcement, but it may be exciting to one or two of you. Anyways. Well, it'll be exciting to you too, which is the most important part. For and, sure. and it will be exciting to me. And that's that's the that's the big thing is I will enjoy I will enjoy what it is. Awesome. Well, love to hear it. Uh, as for today's stream, thank you everyone for coming. We have a guest joining us in the second half. Uh, he is part of D-Rob Collectibles. If anyone knows what D-Rob Collectibles is, it's uh, Damien who donated the Messi PSA 10 to the Kessim Charity Night. He has a, a full card brand and they have a lot of different uh, soccer signings that they do and different events that they do around soccer cards and whatnot and really cards in general too. In, in theory, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff can be applied to any sports. But uh, Roberto, who works for Damien, is going to be joining this, the show at Storybook Cards on Instagram. If you don't know him, he's got a massive Kaboom collection we will talk about later. But for the first part of today's stream, we will be talking about uh, kind of a recap about sports and some card things from the previous weekend a week. And then we'll be moving into a small dis- discussion about PSA registry, which will then be picked up with Roberto when he joins the show. Uh, Nate, first thing, did you see MPJ sign the five-year max 207 million? I did not. No, I Nuggets did not. Putting, they're putting a lot of faith, putting a lot of faith in the man um, as our collectors. Well, what do you... What are you going to do? Not pay him the max? You have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to. So it's it's who, who are they going to get for that money, especially since they already have Jokic paid to a ton of money and Murray paid a ton of money. Uh, it's not like they have prop, like I don't think they'd have enough money to go out and get another star. So you just pay the guys you already have and hope you can yeah. build yeah, right and, and grow. And not to mention, like, they should be good enough in theory as they progress their clear careers to actually contend every year for, to make it to the finals. Like they should be, they're a very talented team. Yep. Um, and what's up Midwest Ripper. How's it going? Global sports card investor, Dario, how are we doing? Nuggets are stacked. Good to see you all here today. All right. So to start the discussion, we'll let Nate kick it off here. You like my blurred out there? <laughs> Was it um, so Kyrie, Kyrie has made his way into the news yet again, and we will not, I'm not going to discuss the vaccine or COVID or anything, but, um, he's potentially not going to play home games. So, you know, Kyrie missed time last year for who knows what, and now he's going to miss time this year, potentially, potentially for home games specifically. And that would be home games in the playoffs too, as long as the rules don't change. Um, because you can see. Uh, Kyrie Zahn told me that unvaccinated players could skip home games to dodge NYC's rule, protesting until NBA looks the other way. League says it will comply with law, and the law is probably no something with having to be vaccinated without wearing a mask or who knows what. Um, That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And you'll find it at the end of this quote from his aunt when he said, when she said, hey, if you don't get the vaccine, then you can't be a part of the franchise that you bleep helped build. Now of all the absurd things I have ever heard in my entire life. And I've heard a lot of absurd things. I have never heard something more absurd than somebody saying that Kyrie helped build the nets as a franchise, not Jason Kidd, not Brooke Lopez, not Kevin Garnett. You know, well, Kyrie and his like 74 games played in his career with the Brooklyn Nets is what built the franchise that. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, seems to be the type of thing that, that you say when uh, I don't know, you just want to 
show how good someone is, but you'd have no idea what you're saying. I don't know. Like it, it makes no sense. You know, it was, it was, I know it's his aunt and she's going to, she's going to defend him and protect him. But I just, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. Of all the people that have played on Brooklyn, Kyrie is not one of the people that helped build that franchise. Uh, Kevin Durant has done more in his last two years and he didn't even play an entire year. Uh, you could argue James Harden did more last year than Kyrie did. Um, so <laughs> it, it blows my mind. But yet again, Kyrie getting into the news for the wrong reasons. And it just goes to show you that even if you are a superstar, sometimes you're not an investment. I agree. And really quick before we move on, uh, Matthew Hendler card says, Hey, I work for the PSA set registry. Awesome to see you guys talking about. would love to come on the show sometime, but he also said, unfortunately we'll have to listen later since I have some meetings, but my Instagram is M Hendler cards. Well, I wish you didn't have those meetings because it'd be fun for you to comment in the chat as we go through the PSA set registry discussion. Cause I feel like I have a lot of questions. I feel like Nate might have some questions. I feel like a lot of people in the chat might have some questions, but uh, later would be another good time to bring the discussion back up. But uh, back to the Kyrie thing. Uh, this just goes back to what Nate said about just because you're really, really good and you are a superstar in quotes doesn't make you a good investment. Unless you can build a fan base around your cards, it's very hard to see you as a very quality investment. Um, that's not to say it can't be good at some point. Like, let's say he has like an amazing stretch of games or wins the finals. Like, it could be good in a sense in that short term. But legit long-term collecting, I can't see people go crazy for Kyrie. And once you move to your, like, you know, third team now, I suppose. Uh, but really, like, Celtics, he's there for very little bit and has no fans from the Celtics. Can guarantee because, you that. Because he promised to stay and then didn't. I, I can guarantee you he has no fans from the Celtics. He has Nets fans right now when he's here. Who knows by the time he goes if he gets traded. Like, he would have no Nets fans if he got traded tomorrow type of thing, you know. Like, and the Cavs fans like him for winning a finals, but are they in love with him? Probably not because they're all spending money on LeBron. You know, yep. so it's it's difficult to see the path, but there is some path if he stays healthy, but not one I would want to take. I suppose I'd rather be in a little early on MPJ. I think now is probably what if not he, the right. Huh? What if he's healthy and doesn't play home games? Yeah, okay. Or if you play half the games, like then you're only half as valuable to your team as you should be. Yeah. So like it just isn't a good combo. Anyway, to slice it up. Next topic. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you guys watched last night, but the 49ers decided to leave. So they didn't take any of their timeouts as they're going down the field. And they left 37 seconds on the clock when they scored a touchdown, except that they snapped the ball on their touchdown with 12 seconds to go on the on the uh, play clock. Play clock. So, you know, they could have they could have taken down another 11 seconds, which would have probably caused the Packers to lose because you know they got down and they spiked it with three seconds left um but Aaron Rodgers you know all of the worry all of the worry we had from week one where we're like he looked atrocious the whole team looked atrocious he looked atrocious and he looked like he didn't want to be there didn't want to play and you know we were a little worried that maybe he was petty enough to be like I'm just going to sabotage this entire season you watch the last two weeks and you realize that Aaron Rodgers still enjoys playing football and still enjoys winning the excitement he had when um, Mason Crosby hit that 51 yard field goal to win the game. That wasn't fake excitement. So it's nice to know that uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's playing well. He's playing very well. At one point he was 21 for 24 before that like second to last drive where he had three straight incompletions, uh, a couple of those on drops on um, he played very well. Oh, and uh, his prices are starting to rise. Magic. Not as high as they used to be. But, Magic, uh, I will say hello, but you don't want to go there. The refs look good for Green Bay, though. What are you talking about, man? That was about the worst. Green Bay had of... more penalty yards than San Francisco did. And that's about the worst 10 minute stretch of refing I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, they completely missed a uh, helmet to the head on. Um, Devonte Adams, that would have gave us the ball like the fifty. So, hey, not not to mention intentional. I think that was an intentional grounding, dude. He was getting straight up sacked and threw it straight into the ground. And there was probably nobody around him. Yeah, no, there wasn't. The closest guy was about fifteen yards down the field in the middle. And he threw it straight into his feet in front yeah. of him. How was that not the end of the half? I think we so, would have. But crushed. at least they got at least they got the uh, backwards pass. Not, three not, pass interferences on three third downs, and they were all passing. Well, most of them were pass interferences. 
Nate. Oh, that's not that's not like both both had calls that were you were like uh and then you're like okay it's probably pass interference Kevin or uh Troy not Troy Stokes Eric Stokes had a pass interference call on him that you're like eh no and that happened to the 49ers too and that was on Troy Stokes was on third down also Eric Stokes ah Eric Stokes that was Troy one Stokes of the wor- is a former Brewers yeah uh, fourth round pick so that was I'm a trash call until the end of time. I will say it. That was a trash call. The Eric Stokes one was just trash. And then the Jair Alexander late hit. How? Uh, you can't hit his head. Bro. He... You can't. You just can't. Okay. You're just not allowed to touch his head. That's the rule. That's always the rule. But Jair should not have touched his head. Yet, yet Adams can get blasted right in the face. <laughs> yep. That was a bad missed call. That's what I'm saying. It's it, My point is, is you see that and then you see the, the Jair thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, well, the, the, Jair, but, the Jair one was good, but um, this the prices are creeping back up. You know, it 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 dropped a little bit. That yeah, first week what, of September, climbing back up. So, do you I, think? Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say they are climbing back up, and I think that remember when we were talking week one. Let's say that the rest of the season goes this way, where are the price is at, and we said like five hundred bucks if he looks uninterested. I think now that people see that he has got this fire and I'm seeing articles about back-to-back MVP question mark for Rodgers, I could see these very easily if they win the next two to three games in a row, over $1,000 by that point. You never know if he wins a second MVP in a row. Yeah. It, 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 the, one nice, the one thing I will say is the first week, you're like, okay, this is bad. The second week, you beat the Lions, and which the Lions held their own against – the Ravens. Now the Ravens had some very key drops that would have led to touchdowns, but Lamar they had Jackson. to line a 66 yard t- or field goal to win the game, which is. Yeah, that was mind blowing. But how, how are they going to drop those passes that were dimes from Lamar Jackson? Like, how are you going to do that to him? Yeah, that's, that's tough. But that being said, lines were there in a game. So like last week I was like, uh, lines are a bad team. This game means nothing. Now seeing the lines at least be competitive despite the drops and beating the 49ers, I'm a lot more confident in this Packer team going forward. And Midwest Ripper says, by Herbert, Herbert beating the Chiefs, huge. Yeah, that huge. was, dude, not only beating the Chiefs, but I'll play Mahomes in Arrowhead. And some key some key Mahomes misses there at the end. Um, yeah, that interception was, was no bueno at all. But, okay, I will say that we do need to move on from the football talk, though, because we are at uh, – 13 yeah here. quick quick one last thing seriously nate two things go pack go never give aaron 37 seconds and nate delivers in his first week as an arsenal fan it's true i last week on this very show pledged my allegiance to arsenal and they went three and oh they did well they won three to one. Oh, well didn't even see the updated score they won three to one but that is true nate was the reason why arsenal beat tottenham uh sorry zach and also you pledged the allegiance on the instagram live stream but i think he brought up the first idea of it here so well, there we go. Andrew, good to see you too, by the way. All right. And then Rob says, forget all the Packard talk. Let's talk about my Rams. Hey, we'll see. Showdown in two weekends, I think, right? Or three weekends or something. Oof. I'm all right. On to some baseball little, talk, though. I'm a little nervous. All right. So baseball, I hate to talk about this. I really do. But you'll notice a very long string of I, green I hate it. W's it there. And um, that is the stupid, stupid. I hope Jordan Hudson isn't here. Stupid St. Louis Cardinals and their inability to lose. They were 72 and 69. Now they're 87 and 69. That's insane. That's insane. 16 straight right now or something like that. Hey, this is my thought. They're just peaking at the worst time. Because once They were 71 and 69, actually, and then 16. Nate, so you'll have to refresh me because I think there might be some new formatting with the playoffs. Is it? A three-game wild card, a one-game wild card. No, still? no, no. It's back to the regular. They will have to play the Dodgers, one game. Max Scherzer against whoever they're going to throw. Oh, yeah, that might not go well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. But this stupid team, led by Tyler O'Neill of all people, who quietly almost has a 900 OPS or might have even passed a 900 OPS Seriously? this weekend. What? Seriously. Yeah, he was at 890 before the weekend started, I'm pretty sure. And I know he at least hit a home run. Um, I haven't actually checked what his OPS is now. But he was at 890, Tyler O'Neill, And he was at over five wins above replacement. He's absolutely 
incredible for this team. The Cardinals have been on an absolute tear. Paul Goldschmidt has been unbelievably hot lately. And look at this wild card, this thing that's interesting to me. 87-69, Cincinnati's 81-75. Imagine if Cincinnati had won one of those games where they lost by two runs. Then they're only four games back because Cincinnati wins one, St. Louis loses one, four games back. Now imagine if all three of the one-run games got flipped on their heads and they lost those. St. Louis is one game ahead currently going Wait, into the final week. Nate, if the, if, if the St. Louis Cardinals lose their Reds, that's a two-game difference? I thought it was just a well, one-game because the Reds win one. Oh wait, no. yeah, maybe it no. Is. If they if they win one game, they'd have to it'd have to be both of those games to be two. Yeah. Your theory is not as good as you qu- quite thought. No, it's not. All right. Well, anyways, I hate the Cardinals. I wish it was Cincinnati, but hopefully, what will happen here is that Max Scherzer will take out the Cardinals. He will not be able to pitch against the Giants. The Giants will then get to face Walker Buehler first and Clayton Kershaw and maybe take out those guys without having to face Max Scherzer. And then the Brewers take out um, the Braves. The Braves, thank you. And then uh, we go against the Giants. I don't know why the MLB playoffs just are such a just, – it's just so confusing in my head right now. It's a three-game series in the DS? No. Five? Five-game Seven? Mm-hmm. It's a full wow. seven. And the- wait, 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 wait. Because how- now, now, now you're messing with me. Well, how would Max Scherzer not pitch in a seven-game series? Because even if they got to the fourth game, wouldn't he pitch in the fourth game? Well, he would, but he's not pitching in the first game. Oh, I thought you meant in the entire series. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Oh, I'm so curious. I'm like, how? Okay, makes sense now. Yeah, I feel like we sound like a bunch of idiots the last like two minutes. <laughs> well, you know, you know what really messes with me is when people are like. Five games, seven games, one game, three games. And then you have the NBA that went from five games to seven games for every thing, but it is seven games. Okay. All right. What's up, Bazooka Tom? How are we doing? Uh, Nate, quick comment on the White Sox for Midwest Ripper to make him satisfied tonight. Um, They're really good. They finally are getting their players healthy. What more can you ask? It is five games. Five games? Because I thought we beat the Rockies in three. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really backwards right now. Remember when we played them in 2018, we beat them in three? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so five, it is five games. So if they win in three, the Giants, he, he probably pitches the third game. All right, now it's time to segue into our discussion about the PSA set registry. So if you're like Nate and I, um, who have just kind of been throughout the years buying, selling, flipping, collecting at the same time, uh, but not really like super hard into the whole set creation aspects of cards. Um, you probably have never used the PSA set registry before. I have never used the PSA set registry before today. Until today. I really had no idea. I, I had a sense of what it was, but I really didn't understand what it was or why it's helpful or why it's useful or who uses it or basically why. Um, and we got Matthew Handler's cards in the chat. So if you want to, uh, throw in a comment below and ask Matthew some questions on the same subject, feel free. And we'll maybe shoot some over too. Damien. How are we doing, man? Good to see you. Uh, Damien D Rob uh, collectibles in the house. So what you see on the screen right now is a screenshot from the PSA uh, website. It says collect more, achieve more, enjoy more. It's about building these sets in the PSA set registry to get medals, points and bragging rights. And a lot of it has to do with building out sets in quotation marks because it's not always what you think of like nate you get the series one set you got like one to 300 it's not really that what happens is is you need to collect psa graded certified cards but it can apply to master sets like series one series two and update all combined it can apply to player sets it can apply to like a full year of a player set everything of a player set specific autographs of specific olympic teams like this is just like millions probably once you combine them all together of different options on how to do this type of stuff the different cards you can use to do it and it's really kind of interesting and first going into the discovery phase that nate and i had today we did quite a bit of research together on this i really wasn't sure what i was looking at but the more i started to go through it and started to think about why this would be useful it started to maybe pique my interest a bit more um 
And what you're looking at right here is all the different sets that have been created in the PSA set registry per sport or non-sport. And the, this is interesting because this shows you how many different types of things people are trying to create and collect. Now, this obviously doesn't account for anyone that owns a PSA slab, which is something to just put out there right from the start. It's like Nate has maybe some Bowman Chrome PSA slabs. Well, if he didn't log him in here or ask for a set to be created like the rainbow of Marco Luciano or something, it wouldn't be attributed in here. But there is 113,000 baseball sets. There's 117,000 basketball sets. So that's like, you know, nearly 10 times as many baseball sets compared to basketball sets that have been requested and created. Now, something to think about is that there's just so many more baseball sets that have been created over the years, too. So it's a yeah. lot easier to get to those sets when there actually are the sets. It's hard to just make sets out of thin air. Um, but then there's 37,000 football sets, 12,000 hockey sets. The Mizek sets is uh, or miscellaneous sets, I suppose you could say, is 6,900, which is. Uh, it includes soccer, I suppose, in there, which is not that many. And then you got like non-sports, which has 12,900. You got the Luke Skywalker, their packs, TCG and tickets and everything. And we're just going to walk you through some things we found. And then we're going to let Roberto Wait, from uh, D-Rob. One, one second. Let's let's just rewind. What? What? What did you say? I read it as Mizek, M-I-C-S, M-I-S-C. Ben and I used to always read it like that. We would Instead always read it like that. And then I said, oh, wait, that doesn't sound right. That's something my brother and I would say to each other. So I was like, oh, miscellaneous. Unbelievable. <laughs> Nate, at least I knew. At least I knew. Oh, I, I had to do like a double take. I'm like. Uh, Matthew says that we are working to create more soccer sets. I'm a huge soccer fan. Hey, um, can we get somebody to create a like Michael Jordan set where it's PSA 10, PSA 9, PSA 8? PSA seven all the way down to one. Have the full run. Don't forget yeah. eight point five and then every single qualifier too. Off center. That'd uh, be amazing. I wonder how much that would cost. That'd be funny. I have no idea, but that'd be cool. So here's here's some some data that they put on the PSA website from this whole PSA set registry deal, and it's different sets based on completion percentages. So the very top tier is ninety to one hundred percent completion, and the total registered sets is seventy six thousand goes all the way down to zero to 19%, which is 69,000. And it kind of gives you an idea of how many sets land inside of those ranges. So the most sets that are registered in the PSA set registry is 76,000. The least is the 75 to 89% range, which is 11,600. Because I'm assuming at that point, if you have that many, you're probably going to get into the 90% range. Now, let's walk through some of these sets that are in the database so the very first one that i wanted to show and look that i actually thought let me look to see who has this 1952 tops master set now of course this has the mickey mantle in it and to have the mickey mantle alone is a large feat to one you had to buy it forever ago if you didn't have that much money or two you had to have a lot of money to buy it now um and the top three sets for the 52 tops master set You've got the guy at number three is, or the, the person at number three has 100% completion percentage. It says 30-year project. So, like, some of this stuff is just very cool. While, like, you know, there might not be some direct, like, oh, I'm going to go on there and buy this. There's not really some exact call to action, so to say, or at least that I know of right now. And, Matthew, if there is a call to action that is in the PSA set registry that is a benef you know benefactor to people using the website, please describe it in the chat for us and we'll share it. But, uh, you know, like the 30 year project stuff, like that's just cool stuff to understand if you're a sports card fan. 100% completed, 7.99 GPA weighted. I'm assuming that this takes all the different grades that this person has and like weights them on a scale. And then you kind of get your set rating based off of how many cards you have graded, at what grade they are, and then it combines them all. So, Matthew, if you could let us know, like at, at rank number three right there, why, you know, the guy's got 100% completion of the 52 top set. It says he's got 8.1 rating, which is over a full 1.8 points lower than number one, which is 99.39% graded. Now, you also can't click on number one. I don't know why, but I couldn't see each of the number one's cards and see the grades of each of them. I think in number three, the mantle was a PSA 8, which is well over a million dollar card right now. And I've never seen myself one of these come up for auction um you know like a 52 set but i would be in extremely intrigued to see a 52 complete set with a psa 8 mantle go up for sale now when you look at 30 year project probably not selling it 
right? That's something you're going to pass down to your kids. Um, as long as I guess you don't absolutely need the money. So it looks like Matthew said some people have their sets private. Now, Matthew, another question we had going through this was why, um, you know, is there any verification that goes into something like this, right? Like this guy's got 2007, 08, 09, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. He's won a year for, I mean, he's won an award for all those years. Is there any like verification that goes into this stuff? Or is it just because they enter all the certification numbers? You assume if someone knows all the certification numbers that they own all of them. But in reality, you know, I could post all my cards online and someone, someone could then take all the certification numbers and register a set if I had something like that. Um, I do want to make sure that we keep that we keep moving along with this, though, because I know that Roberto is going to be joining us in a little bit. So this is the 52 mantle that we looked at or the 52 tops. We also looked at a 2018 Prism Silver set because I was like, okay, what about a modern set that's in here? There's 300 cards in the 2018 Prism set, and this is for the Silvers. And now the top set has got 56% complete. So over 150 Silver PSA 10s from 2018, which is the, the top set by far. Like the next closest has like 13%. It's got a 6.91 set rating. And I found it funny because we went and dug in here. And looked at, well, what cards does this guy have in this set? And how far away is he? And there are so many pop ones of guys that you would just be like, well, no one is ever grading a card of this guy ever again. So this is literally right now, as we sit here, the only person that could ever make this 2018 Prism Silver set. But he's 56% of the way because now grading fees have been being $150, $300. You're never going to grade that, you know, random veteran bench player that, Hasn't ever played it. It'll take you so much money to create the set if you haven't graded them yet. But, you know, like Derek Rose, Kyle Lowry, CJ McCollum, DeAndre Bembry, and Gerald Green, all our pop ones in the set owned by this guy. Um, let's see here. Matthew Reply said, yes, to have a card come to your account. If it is in someone's account, you have to send a photo with the card in your possession. So it looks like there's some photo matching that gets done here to make sure to prove it. And Damien says that the set has to be public to be able to click it. Did so you that's see why this one? click on the first one. Did What's you click up? on that one? I mean, no, I missed it. Weighted Wait. cards are weighted in value, so top two have higher graded mantles is his guess. Got you. So I guess it probably takes into account, yeah, card value and probably the grade two, and then it comes up with that set. That's cool, though. I mean, that's a cool way to kind of, like, think about it where it's not just the set being completed, but then from there it's like, well, what's the grade and the value and stuff? And I think there's a lot of just cool, like, content that you can read off of that and figure out. And then we want to pull up one that was just, I was like, Nate, what's the weirdest baseball set you think that's created in this? And there's this one from this guy named Jay Worthy. Uh, Jay Worthy's Jim Leland should have been fired after this debacle masterpiece. The 2008 Tops team set for the Detroit Tigers. It's a 14-card team set. He's got 13 of them graded. He ranks at number one, and the only person that's even put any of them into here. And the only one he's missing is Justin Verlander. Of all of the guys, he's missing Justin Verlander out of the 14-card set. And I think we should get him this for his birthday. So if anyone knows who Jay Worthy is, I will buy this for $3. If you know who he is, DM me and I'll send this to him. But there's a team set available on eBay for 3 bucks, so we can send him the Justin Verlander from it. Maybe someday he'll grade it when uh, prices come back down to grade. But uh, I was just like, that's so funny. And he was like, check, check for some team sets. And the guy's got the Tigers. 13 of 14, but missing the Verlander. I can't believe of all people you're missing, it's Verlander. Like, I know, I it's like, it can't be worse if you're missing uh, Miguel Cabrera. But after that, Verlander. It's like Jeremy Bonderman. You got him in a PSA 9. It's got Joel Zamaya, who's actually good. but So funny. Kenny Rogers. Love it. All right. And then uh, I want to show really quick this, the process to creating a new set. Because I actually, years back, it's somewhere around me. I put together the 2018 Heritage Christian Yelich Master Set from Heritage High Number. I have every single card, all 16, from the Super Fractor 1 of 1 to the base. Um, it was, I well, think it's my well, greatest. Though well, one of them got mislabeled. One of them did get mislabeled. It's a great point. I have the flip stock that only five were made of, but it got labeled as the base. Because they are pretty similar. It's the exact same picture. It's just that on the back, it's really glossy. On the, oh, no. No. Back, front, it's glossy. Back, it's scratchy. Maybe the other way around, actually. Back, it's glossy, I think. Um and, and I went and actually like requested that a new set gets made. So if the set gets approved for me, I have all of them. Um, it should get added to make that total sets of baseball go up by one. Cause like I could start the Christian Yelich master top set, but I can't do that. Uh, master set in general, 18 tops, Chrome heritage, heritage master set. Like that's all the things that it 
accounts for, but I, I have all of them for the specific set of the players. So I requested for it. Maybe they put it in, maybe they don't. And to Nate's point, I don't even know if I could complete it this second because they mislabeled the flip stock because it wouldn't show as I have the flip stock. Um, so I have to would probably have to call and see if I could get them to switch there or something. Um, Matthew says, if you see a highlighted item, it is a top pop bonus. Does that mean it's the best card in the entire grade line, I guess? Uh, oh, I see. You get bonuses for top grade, so Mantle 10 will get you extra points. I see. Cool, cool. Did not mean to bring that up yet. Okay, so now I'm going to bring in Roberto here. Let's see. He's in the stream. Roberto, man, welcome. What is up? How, you guys How are we doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? Well, I mean, it would have been better with a Niner win last night, but. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, he was there. He was at the game. You were at the game? So you yeah. Got, yeah. And, and, cross and rip your heart out. Aaron oh, took an opportunity to take a jab at me too mid-game too. <laughs> hey, we went up 10-0 and I finally saw his story post of the game. And I said, may the better team win after we have 10-0. <laughs> hey, you weren't wrong. <laughs> better team didn't no, win. I was not wrong. Well, well you weren't wrong that. that but day. everyone, so this is Roberto uh, at Storybook Cards. Uh, I've known Roberto for probably, man, you bought in that break probably back in like January, February. So going on eight, nine months now, I pulled him a Torgan Hazard Black 101 from Select. And ever since then, I followed him on Twitter and Instagram. I uh, met him in Dallas and at the National and stuff. And he's working for D-Rob now, Damien, who donated, like I mentioned, the messy uh, PSA 10 to the uh, charity night. Uh, Roberto, uh, just give us some overview. I would say first on, you know, some things that might be coming up and then we can get into the set registry. Just however you want to take take the start here, go for it. And we'll, we'll, we will work into it. Yeah, uh, sure, of course. No, uh, and uh, and I dig the the registry chat. Um, I, I just partook myself a little bit into it, so I can't wait to get into that. But yeah, um, in fact, you know, on the on the same tip, you know, um, I've been working with Damien for I would say officially for pretty much since the national. Um, helped him out uh, selling through some of his massive soccer card inventory. Uh, while he was doing uh, the Ronaldinho event. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Damien and D-Rob uh, was the team that brought Ronaldinho to Chicago. Um, and he's working on building, uh, you know, a, a brand that is hopefully going to start to bring some some soccer talent stateside. But in the midst of all that, he's been amassing um, the largest Messi collection on record uh, per registry on P with PSA uh, for the Messi master set. Uh, I think he's 70% completed, which is just, mind-blowing i think it's over 500 cards um to include Same. yeah to include some big boys so yeah yeah it's uh it's been cool to watch it grow and he's um you know he's working on getting a couple of slabs corrected so the number might actually be higher um but yeah you know it, it's uh, consistent with the chat you're having there's some guys out there that are chasing some big big goals um and it's cool to see yeah so I guess just if we can stick on the registry for a second, because you mentioned that, some, that people are chasing some big, big goals. You know, for me, someone who's never used this, never even looked at it, added anything until today. What what do you think the benefit, the biggest benefit of the PSA registry is? Is it a network that collects like-minded collectors? Is it something that people can really go to and, you know, just kind of, you put in a lot of effort, obviously, to get these cards. to make well, sure. These, is it, is it kind of like a, you know, gratifying thing where you can see it on paper because i mean it is cool i want to see my my yellow heritage set in there yeah i think that that i think it's a big piece of it i think you get to leverage technology to validate all your hard work and effort you know what i mean right. um and i think it's i think it's important to a lot of people you know um there's something to be said about being able to see where you are on your journey at any given time um, and where you stack, you know, not only against yourself, but against others. Um, you know, it's a hobby, uh, of course, first and foremost, but I think a lot of people are doing this to edge out the other guy, you know what I mean? And that's, it's part of the hunt. It's part of the chase. And I think that there's just something super cool about that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, okay. So you also have some experience using it, don't you? Cause you have one of the best Kaboom collections I've ever seen. Yeah. Thanks man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I actually, um, I just, uh, had the 2018 Kaboom base set and the 2018 Kaboom gold set added. Um, cause that's something I'm chasing actively right now. Now, fortunately for me, I started uh, a little bit over a, two years ago chasing that set. So, um, you know, I'm down to my last 10 and they're <laughs> expensive. Uh, <laughs> which, but, tenor, which 10 are you down to? 
Um, you know, a few aren't too crazy. So the Dennis Smith Jr. Um, it's not a crazy expensive one, but it's just it's Dennis Smith know. Jr. has one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, rookie actually. Wow. Um, and um, and like the Ezekiel Elliott, another good example. Not crazy ex- expensive, just uh, just hard to just hard to come by. So are um, you chasing? Here it is, right here. Are you going after the 2018 Kaboom set? You're saying. Yeah. Um, so I have other years and from other sets, uh, but the cha- the set I'm trying to complete is the 2018 Panini Pack Kaboom set. Yeah. Um, so it's their multi-sport set. It's the only set with gold basketball. Um, I just think that there's something really special about that set. Now, uh, the the 2013 original artwork will always be king in my mind. Yeah. Um, but from a collectability like longevity standpoint, I think there's something real special about that 2018 set. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Nate, were you going to say something? Forgotten it by now, so we're good. <laughs> this this is the 2013 set, right? Yeah, the animation yeah. set. Yeah, right. so uh, really cool artwork. Um, it was the fr- only set where it was still all hand drawn. Um, yep. This is actually 2014, where they still kept a little bit of that vibe. Uh, but then it started to fade, um, and then of course now it's all digital renderings. Yeah. Um, so if you look at this, Chris Paul, I mean, that's very clearly a digitally you know, altered picture, as you said, but sure. that would be more the hand drawnness, which would be more be like comic books, you know? Yeah. What, what do you prefer? Like, what do you, do you like that they switched it? Do you think it was just a way for them to get more cards made? Obviously, you know, I think uh, 2019 and beyond for sure. Um, a couple of things. One, um, you know, you, you can certainly, you can assume that they're using it to sell product that needs a little help selling too, um, 2019 and beyond. And I think they'll continue to do that, which makes me fear a little bit about uh, the, you know, the long-term longevity of the insert. You know, you do, you, you worry about them watering it down a little bit. Um, you know, you look at downtown optic for this year and it would appear that everybody that's tried has hit one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you worry about that a little bit. Um, and that's why it was, it was kind of cool for me to latch onto one and try to see if I can get all the way through it. Well, I'll tell you this much. I did not know this card existed. And if you find it, <laughs> if you find it in our gold out of 10, I think I need it because that is I fantastic. Know. Look at I how that is one actually. Uh, funny you say that. I know where there is one. So I'll reach out to you see if they still oh have my it. Gosh, I would yeah. love that. That's a banger for sure. Um, Nate question for you. With the Kaboom Baseball from 2018, you got the Tatis, which is a really big deal. There's Eloy right here. How do you see those? How do you see those in the baseball car market space? And, Roberta, you can add into this, too, because it is non-licensed, of course. For sure. Um, okay, well, obviously, non-licensed products have their have their niche, right? People that like Panini but don't really, you know, aren't that and aren't concerned about the license are going to want to have kabooms they're going to want to have color blasts if there are those they're going to want to have downtowns um they're going to want to have low numbered stuff right so i definitely think there is a market for these now my question is if this fanatic steel does go through and it's not it's not set in stone yet um this feels like the type of card that's going to go lose its value the quickest because uh tops will always have their brand and people will always love tops people will have the new fanatic stuff panini's barely been around kaboom's even less than that right and so it feels like to me i do like them i like the look of them i like um i don't mind that they're not licensed but i do think that if there was ever a card to lose value the quickest it's going to be kabooms for baseball specifically that i can make sense yeah, I uh, I tend to agree. Uh, to be honest, um, on on a couple of fronts, right? One, um, you gotta assume all unlicensed will take a small dip, um, and the ones that have shot up the most will get hit the hardest. So that makes total sense to me. Um, one nice thing about the 2018 set that I really enjoy is that, uh, I mean, I don't, they're not, none of them are safe bets, but um, it, yeah. So it's four guys: it's Bichette, uh, it's Vlad, um, it's Tatis, uh, and Eloy. So, you know, I feel like that's Tebow also, right? Uh, what's that? Doesn't Tim Tebow have one? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, good point. I don't think about him as a baseball card, but yeah, <laughs> uh, the fifth baseball card is Tim Tebow. That's crazy. Yeah. It should be in there somewhere. There he is. 
Uh, Roberto, what's your single favorite Kaboom in your collection? Uh, the Gold Curry, for sure. And you're uh, a Warriors guy, too. Yeah, oh, so... Yeah, this is so ridiculous. I'm from the Bay Area, um, so the, the Gold the gold warrior trio for sure hands down. I, I can't Goodness tell gracious. i can't i can't i can't tell by you owning that that you're from the bear <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little sad that they didn't get durant in a blue jersey too uh bugs the hell out of me too so <laughs> let's see it oh my gosh you're right that could have been trust me, bugs the hell out of me too <laughs> that would have been perfect hey here's your guy kittle though he looked good last night um okay so Man, that is quite the Kaboom collection. Like you say, you're chasing on the PSA set registry. I'm sure that by the end of it, does anyone else have one? Have a full set in there? I have never seen a full graded set. Uh, the closest I've come is uh, the sports card investor video that came out right around the national where uh, he had a tiny segment with a guy that was in Chicago with the full set. But it looked to me um, like 40 to 50% of it was ungraded. Um, okay. Got yes, you. these would all be PSA 9 or 10 uh, or BGS 9.5. Got you. Hey, Jim, uh, feel, feel, feel free to throw in some questions. We'd be happy to answer throughout the stream. I do see uh, you might be yeah, you might be bringing up something about a larger size Jordan card, Jordan MVP. I'm not sure what, which card you're referencing, but there are a few nice oversized Jordans like the Nike and the uh, – what's that one? The one that we just talked about last week with Sam, the big one with the Boy Scout logo on the bomb. Can't think about it. It's a it's an oversized card. That first one that comes way. to mind is the oversized Jordan to me. Yeah, yeah that's that, why it's the, that's probably the most iconic for sure. Um, okay, so that is your Kaboom collection, but I was finally able to pull up now the um, sorry, one second. I was just switching the screen share here. This is Damien's PSA set registry. I had to get the link from the chat that you sent me. So set complete 70%. Set rating 6.918. GPA with top pop bonuses is 9.840 for current rank number one for any uh, Lionel Messi master set. Now, when this is 70% complete, do you know, and Damien might be in this chat too, what does that all entail? Because when I see Lionel Messi, or I should say Lionel Messi master set, I'm thinking like any card ever. His autographs, his 2014 prism, his color. Is this just his you know 2004 cards? Like what do you know? Yeah, so if Damien wants to to jump in on the chat, if he's still here and answer that, my guess would be that it would be every card that PSA has on record. Um, yes, so let's see here. Because there's there's a lot of 04 here, which is awesome. There's a lot of 05, 06, 07, 08, 09. And then you'll start to get into pretty soon here. I'm guessing the 2014. You know, there's even adrenaline stuff. Like this is some of the stuff he's missing. It appears like the adrenaline, mm -hmm. the mega credits from 2012, 2012 WCCF, and then 2014. Here's like you know prison matchups. So do they? I oh they do take into account parallels and everything. Wow. Yeah, because there's all the different net finders and dang, this is crazy. So it's every single messy card ever made. Uh, every single uh, so Matt numbered above 10 10 and above yeah and Matt answer to uh, they had to have been graded uh, for them to be added at one point or another okay so there wouldn't be something showing up here that would be like let's just say an out of 25 that was never graded by PSA correct I see makes sense wow well still I mean either way super impressive stuff I'm looking at right here that's it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's that is crazy all right uh I mean, I could scroll through this for forever. There's so many cards here, but <laughs> I want you to to speak a little bit towards what what you are doing with D Rob and and, and the different soccer. Because like, obviously, you know, I'm a huge soccer card guy. A lot of, of people course. here watching either are soccer cards through me or they like soccer themselves and everything. Talk to me about what the plan is because I know that you guys have did at the national the pop up shop at the hotel that uh, the suite room or whatever. Um, what's the plan? What's the what's the vision? Sure. So, uh, you know, um, it's, I think Damien's vision is really quite brilliant and that is to just get more soccer talent involved in the hobby in general. Um, and it's a multifaceted approach. Obviously the Ronaldinho event at the national, um, is one of many lanes we think where we can get soccer talent more involved in the hobby event signings and memorabilia. Um, you know, when you, when you think about that, uh, PSA graph, right. Of all the sports that have been graded and how soccer's minuscule in relation to all the other cards graded, um, the same goes for events, inventory, uh, exposure, 
And um, and we think that D-Rob could be a huge way for us to hopefully splice in more soccer into um, events that would otherwise have that same ratio, uh, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, one, th- one way that we think that we can do that is through pop-ups. Um, and we're super fortunate. Um, the team at Bleaker Trading uh, is allowing us to use their space for a weekend um, to explore this concept. Um, and we think that it could be a way to, again, just give more exposure to soccer within the hobby um, throughout other places that maybe don't have such a huge soccer presence, uh, local card shops, that kind of thing. Um, and then of course shows um, we we'd like to be a fixture at shows uh, more regularly and um, and yeah, just, just continue to get exposure for soccer within the hobby. Um, and, you know, we think a rising tide lift all, lifts all boats um and yeah so here's uh here's the flyer we'll be at bleaker october uh 1st through the 3rd um we're hosting trade day there on saturday uh if anyone's familiar with the trade days or trade nights at bleaker they're starting to get uh they're they're epic um and they're starting to get a ton of traction within the hobby Uh, they're just known for being really well run um and well put events so you know huge shout out and thank you to mark zablo uh and christian who's helping us put it all together uh from their team um they've been super cool and uh, yeah, this is a, this is a little beta run to see if we could splice in soccer um, into other hobby uh, locations and events. Yeah, so this is this is funny because last week Sam overtime Sam came on and said something about Bleaker and Mark and stuff. Now this week you come on and with Bleaker and and Mark and it's definitely was not planned. It just kind of happened that we were talking about soccer and stuff and and then you're here talking about this. But I just want I guess that's a testament to Mark and his team because they do a lot in the hobby. And I remember when we met Mark, like I said, two and two, some years ago, super kind guy always has done stuff for us without asking anything in return. And uh, maybe this is in return, you know, helping put his name out here through the show and everything. And I like to do that for Mark cause he, he's an awesome guy. But uh, so this event, October one of the first to the third, I've seen on Instagram, the other trade nights that go that happen. And of course they're on Bleecker street in New York. So like, this is not something that like, you know, Nate and I is chilling here in Wisconsin. We can just kind of like easily <laughs> go do how many people. And I don't know if you've heard from Mark or if you've been to one yet, how many people do you think all oh, these trade nights are from New York and then versus like from people actually traveling or the people actually traveling in for this? Sure. So, you know, uh, the only insight I have into that is I've actually heard Mark talk about these events on other podcasts. Um, and he's always expressed how just incredibly shocked he is about people coming in from out of town to come to these events. Uh, and I think it's a testament to what he's building, right? Uh, you know, so much about what Bleaker's about is community and creating a space where people can actually come congregate. Um, that uh, I know that they are opening up a retail location, I think right next door. Um, but even before that, uh, you know, I think a lot of the stuff that they were doing was really just about creating a, a space for people to come congregate and, and enjoy trading and the hobby and, and, and what it's growing into. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's cool to be a part of that. That's awesome. And I was actually going to ask you this, but Damien said in the chat, he says, we have an exclusive news. I was going to ask, is there anything you can share about this event that you might not have said yet or something that's going down at the, you know, cause you said first to the third, but the train nights on Saturday, what are yeah. you doing here this whole time? <laughs> so uh i'll let damien chime in um and then uh, i'll echo what he's saying but we are going to be doing a couple of cool things um so uh assuming it's okay to say it it does look like uh, we're going to get a visit from blake jameson um on saturday uh so that'll be cool um Great I guy. Think, yeah i think we're going to facetime uh a couple of uh potential site uh a, a couple of potential new partners for d rob um uh, Arturo Vidal is probably going to be one of those individuals. Yeah, Nate knows what's up. Um, and uh, yeah, again, um, yeah. So again, if uh, if Damien wants to chime in, chime in with the with the main main uh, announcement, uh, but we are going to be FaceTiming uh, a couple of special guests too during the event. So uh, and then we'll we'll take obviously some uh, some footage of all that and and get it out there. Cool. So you That's could awesome. say that this is breaking news. Yeah, multiple, multiple breaking news. Uh, <laughs> right, let's go. We're always fishing for those breaking news things. Last week, Sam broke the news that he's breaking news during the week. Um, but this time Ooh. we actually do get some news to share. And uh, breaking here we news. 
Damien says we'll have some international soccer players on FaceTime. So reiterating the breaking news of international soccer players coming on FaceTime at Bleaker Trading first through the third. Um, sweet. Are you planning on doing any box breaks out there? You guys going to be opening any products? Um, I'm bringing a couple of boxes that I'm going to be very, very tempted to break uh, to break live. Um, which oh, which ones? Um, so I actually I still have. Um, oh, uh, and even more major news. Damien just chimed in to uh, interrupt this. Yeah, yeah. Which, off. Thank God, because to be honest, I really shouldn't be ripping this box. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not prudent. <laughs> um but yeah, so D-Rob is going to be opening an office in Barcelona. Um, most of the soccer talent that we're hoping to bring stateside uh, resides in Europe. Um, and yeah, in collaboration with just a lot of the stuff that he's been uh, getting going since all the all the momentum from the Ronaldinho event um, has really kind of put Damien and D-Rob on the map. So uh, Barcelona is going to be a home base number two for D-Rob. And uh, hopefully we'll start to make some serious announcements here soon about more soccer talent that'll be coming stateside for hobby events, which is yeah, exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to talk to you more because I am I'm in love with Barcelona. I spent five months there uh, a year and a half ago now, and I know my, my way around for someone who uh, lives in Wisconsin, I'd say probably not as much as like Damien and people like that, but uh, who actually have you know visited there way more than I have, but Man. Well, we can, we'll figure it out together because because uh, I'm dying to visit. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man! So cool. Yeah, so Congrats. We're really excited about all that, and that that's a huge deal. Like, I don't want to, you know, some people who might not be in the soccer and this that's fine. If you're sitting here watching, you're not really a big soccer collector, soccer fan, or football or football, if you call it that. But uh, to open something international revolving around cards is sweet because there needs to be more global exposure to the hobby. Um, you know how many people. Uh, on Instagram who I know from Europe or, you know, have been to like one show their whole life or have been, have been to no shows because there just isn't that exposure. Like there is in America, there isn't that event, that community aspect in Europe, even if people, you know, buy and sell out there, it's, it's just so small. And even the eBay, you know, actual eBay international pages are so small and stuff, but I've seen them grow like crazy. I'll say that much from two years ago. And even a year ago now, uh, to when we started to interview people overseas and stuff for Slapsacks FC. So it's really cool to see that traction, regardless of if you're a soccer fan or not. Uh, any way the cards can get out there to a bigger scale might pull someone into something you like, like maybe Marvel or basketball or whatever it is, you know. And there's more people to, to do deals with. It's just I'm so excited for for all of this. And and it's just really cool. And I do wish I could be there in New York with y'all, but I, I can't, but it's crazy. <laughs> Next time for sure. No. And uh, to your point, I think one of the things that's really cool about what Damien's got going on and borderline inspirational, to be honest, is that, um, you know, I think it's a testament to the fact that, and you too, I mean, to a certain, uh, for sure, Aaron, uh, there's so many other lanes uh, that can be explored that are all rooted in cards and collecting. Um, and, you know, in Damien's case, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're bringing probably 600 soccer slabs for sale to New York, but it doesn't take a single ounce away from the fact that he's a collector at heart and, and he's collected, he's amassed 70% of the Messi collection uh, during that process. So, you know, I think it speaks to the fact that you can do both and you can do both with a certain amount of passion um, and that there's so many lanes to explore that are, that are being opened up by this hobby. Um, you know, what you guys are doing, um, all the partnerships that you guys have figured out recently, um, you know, it's just cool to see. And uh, and hopefully this is just one one more thing to kind of add to the to the tool belt, this pop up concept. Yeah. And, and Roberto, for for everyone here watching and listening and they heard about the awesome pop up store. And obviously it's not something that everyone can go to. But like just for people at home, like what's something that you've learned over the years through cards, collecting, buying and selling that that they can take away from from today's discussion? Because I think that every single person we bring on the show has got you know, experiences that they can share. And I want to make sure people hear those voices as much as possible. Oh God. I, I mean, I'm sure I'd just be echoing a lot of what's been said by a lot of previous people, but it really does start with the relationships first. Um, uh, you know, I think that the cards really have come secondary to all the friendships and all the connections that I've amassed over the last two, three years doing this. And by total default, it's made it super easy for me to be able to sell cards online, uh, meet amazing, awesome people that are doing cool things in the hobby. Like you guys, like all of this stuff, you know, it started with connections and relationships first. 
Um, so that I think that that's probably been the biggest lesson, if anything, is just to not lose sight of the fact that it all started with relationships and connections and friendships and all that good stuff. I have a question for you. Do you get your son into collecting or did your son get you into collecting? Uh, I am working on getting my son into collecting. We've been doing a lot of, uh, so we've ripped, uh, we've ripped some, uh, what have we ripped? We've ripped some stranger things cards. Um, yeah, we've ripped some, uh, lion King. Yeah. yeah. So we've gone 11 hunting. Uh, we've ripped some, uh, some upper deck lion King cards. That's <laughs> um, cool. I, yeah. Uh, I started collecting when I was nine. Um, okay. Years from that, so yeah, um, I think he'll be ready pretty soon. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got my dad in collecting when I was younger, so that's why I asked. I wanted to see if there's because a lot of people when my dad goes and he shows with me, like a lot of people see my dad with me, and they're like, "Oh, it's so cool," you know. Like he's like, "Yeah, I've been taking," or he's been taking me since he was like, you know, ten or whatever. I'm like, "Yep, I have been." I got him into. No, you know what's wild is one thing. I guess another lesson that I've learned is that collecting is everywhere. Um, you know, I've thought about how this all kind of got wired in for me. And I think back to being a kid and, um, you know, I have an uncle that collects, um, like miniature liquor bottles, like cool ones from around the world from his travels. Um, my mom collects little, uh, elephant figurines, you know, just random knickknacky things. But, you know, a lot of that is all rooted in the same thing that like people like collecting just inherently. It's been around since the beginning of time. You know, we just found a really cool thing to latch onto when we do it. Seriously, like literally anything that I can relate to and is like a collectible in some sort of sense, I probably own something of it. And that's not just speaking of just about sports cards. You know, like that's just a bunch of different things that yeah. I just amass because I like them. Um, that's cool. I mean, that's the type of stuff that we can take with us our whole life and it can be a tangible way for us to like kind of get our emotions out. That's how I felt at least because, you know, I've i love and i don't know about you but like whenever on one of our teams and i know it's few and far between or at least it has been in the past for us living in milwaukee versus i'm sure people in la or in california or san francisco wherever you know but whenever a team of ours went a huge run i would amass a bunch of cards of that time from that year so i I have so many 2018 brewers cards had a lot of 2010 packers cards do you have so like that 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 warriors you know triple kaboom set you have do you have like was that the year where you're like i'm going in on the warriors collection um that's when i decided i was going all in on kaboom um so i i knew i loved the insert i knew i had to have a steph curry um and i was browsing on ebay one day and i realized and uh, two years ago they were still super expensive (laughs) and it just felt like such an irrational thing to do (laughs) at the time that i had like no idea i was going to explain to my wife um but then once i had them I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> I need, well, I need, and I need more. And where else can I take this? So that, I mean, th- it was just, it was crazy because I knew I had to have them. And as soon as I did, I knew I needed more. And I, you know, it, you, you just know that feeling. <laughs> Isn't that the, like, the biggest thing about collecting? It's like you get some of it and you're like, I need more. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not satisfied yet. And then, you realize you're not going to have enough money to get what you want, and yeah. you just sit there sad. Like <laughs> me. Hey, Nate, you're doing you're doing some work though. Pretty soon, you can start your own PSA set registry. Yeah, for Aaron Ashby. Yep. Look you know that. that might be a, that might be why some people do it is uh, to have an end, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you, you complete that, and uh, you know, if I maybe if I didn't have this 18 chase, I would just be buying all the next like the 19 and beyond base kabooms that I'm not really totally interested in. Yeah. Like the Corona rail ones. I'm kind of out on those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not for me. They're, they're nice looking, but knowing that there's an end to what I'm doing is probably keeping me from some of that stuff anyways. I agree. And it's, yeah, man, once you complete that, that'd be awesome. We got to share that. All right. Uh, Roberto, anything last thing you want to add here before we sign off for the day? No, nah, man. Just thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, oh, and uh, I saw Oscar ripping packs at the game. That was Wasn't awesome. that cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him, him and his family and me and my dad went down to the Chicago fire game uh, yesterday. And it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I, well, you know, I told you privately, I was just incredibly shocked with Oscar's soccer knowledge. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> Dude, he, he is smart and he's smart in a lot of ways and he knows a lot and he studies. And like, if I was 10 and knew that much, I'd be as crazy. Like I was probably like 18, 19 by the time I knew as much as he does now, which is crazy. I'm not sure I do, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he came by, uh, he came by the pop-up in Chicago. 
Um, and, uh, and I was just absolutely floored with how much he knew about players, teams, cards in general. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I'm talking about the card aspect. I, he knows way more about soccer than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all right, man. No, one thank last, you so much. One yeah, last absolutely. thing, Roberto. One uh, I want to say one last thing. I'm now an Arsenal fan. So if you have any, uh, tips or tricks on Arsenal, let me know as the newest <laughs> member of the Arsenal family. Um, you might be the salvation to the Gunners, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> All I'm saying is they, they hadn't won until they had your patronage. So <laughs> Exactly. Nate, what, what can I say? He's a game changer all the time. I got to go to China now and get myself a cheap knockoff jersey. <laughs> uh, I tried this with Aaron. Can you like the San Francisco Giants next, please? <laughs> no. If they're not no. playing the Brewers, I'll like the Giants. All right. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> if they're playing anyone else. <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you, Roberto. Everyone follow him at Storybook, uh, at Storybook Cards. Look up Damien on Instagram to DRAB Collectibles. But for now, that was the Monday live stream. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys.